Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Food for Thought a podcast on a mission to equip you with all the evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, a registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, I'll be joined by special guests, all of whom can be considered authoritative voices in health, so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted expert advice. We've all been there, quickly popping to the shops to pick up a few essentials and come out laden with products, many of which we didn't actually need. You'd think we'd learn after this has happened a couple of times, especially with not wanting the food to go to waste and to help reducing our spending. But the thing is that supermarkets, they've very cleverly devised ways to encourage us to buy more than necessary time and time again. This week's Food for Thought sees TV presenter and author Chris Babin and I examine the psychology that goes into our shopping and suggest how we can all become better buyers. Hello, Chris. Hello, how are you? I am very, very well. I think we're both in the same situation. We've both got little bubbers in our life at the moment and we're both chronically sleep deprived, but we're good, right? (laughs) We wouldn't have it any other way, would we? (laughs) Bless them. Bless, Bless those little treasures. Yes, no, obviously there's there's lots of challenges. Um, and, you know, the recent uh, events have thrown up a few more challenges for us mm. uh, parents. But mm. uh, but listen, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm not going to moan about it. We're in a we're in a far better position than many. So uh, yeah, you know we appreciate where we are and, and we're glad. So uh, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, ex- exactly. And we're going to talk about something completely different today, but something that you're very very um, apt to discuss and comment on, and that is that the way we shop. I mean, it's pretty much tr- changed completely over the last year. Obviously, because of COVID, at one point we didn't really have access to the shops, did we? But have we in general become more savvy shoppers do you think or are we spending more well both actually um we are in some regards becoming more savvy um and in some instances the the average food spend is is coming down you know we spend Mm. a smaller percentage of our household income on groceries than ever before 
But there are obviously lots of variables within that. Uh, you mm. know, cost of living is going up, etc. Um, so I think in some regards, yes, we are more aware of, of what food costs, um, what we want to be buying, you know, where our food comes from, you know, the provenance, the welfare, um, all of these things. But then on the other hand, marketing has developed and evolved at uh, a far greater pace. So we, we're sort of not really catching up, you know. So, you know, yes, we are a bit more aware of what's going on, but also the industry is just exploding around us and we're probably not equipped to deal with it, to be honest. Yeah, you put it so um, clearly, the two sides there, when you think about it, I hadn't really thought about the fact that perhaps we're not keeping up with it all, which... I guess it is just moving so fast and a lot of the time there's lots of um, tricks aren't there as well that supermarkets can use and I guess one example would be that the popular products can often be placed can't they at the back so you're kind of forced to to walk around the shop a bit more and then try and see more items on your way and then you put more in your trolley don't you? Yeah so it's a really fine balance that actually what they're trying to do they, there is an optimum amount of time to keep you in the supermarket because if you're not in for long enough you won't spend enough money but then by the same token if you are there for too long and you can't find enough of, of what it is you want then you will become sort of disillusioned and fed up and impatient with the whole process and possibly not maximize or optimize your shop so it's you know this is a this is a science they have turned our grocery shop into an exact science you know we are just bits of data walking around this supermarket, you know, being guided and, and manipulated and led and and, um, and all of these sorts of things. So it's, it's a fascinating, fascinating area. And I think actually the supermarkets, you know, although they are trying to encourage us to, to part with as much money as possible, I don't think they're actually utilizing all the technology that they have you know, all that data that they have on us. I don't think we've seen mm. the finished article yet. I think there's more to come. I think, you know, we'll be looking at lots of different things like personalised shopping, like, you know, go, hey, Rhiannon, you know, you like, you know, Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream. I do, actually. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> but, but, you know, imagine saying that, like, personally to you yeah. and saying it's on offer today. You haven't bought any for 10 days. You must be running low. Oh. You know, this is the sort of information that they're compiling about each and every one of us. And it's, it is a fascinating. But this isn't just happening shopping. This is happening in every element of our lives now you know there could be is a surveillance capitalism you know data is the new gold data is the new oil um and and the, the more they know about us as consumers and our habits and what we're going to buy um you know the more they can sell us and, and the more they sell us the more money they make but i think first of all to, to go back to your original mm. point sorry yeah you're absolutely right the layout is critical so you know the the milk and the bread and, and your sort of essentials if you like are, are generally at the furthest corner of the shop meaning that you have to pretty much navigate the whole shop to go and get the essentials mm. and then start sort of working your way back um and, you know, they want you in the freezer section last and they realise that you're going to spend the least amount of time in there because it's cold, it's very nice and da 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 da, da. But it's, you know, I, I think it is a genuinely, genuinely interesting area. But I think the first piece of advice I would give uh, your listeners, and for some reason we've got a bit of a blind spot when it comes to supermarkets. We don't sort, we sort of don't see them as businesses for some reason. Yeah. We sort of trust them implicitly. 
We go, mm. oh, well, because they're enormous, because we need them all the time, because we use them all the time. They have sort of brainwashed us into to sort of thinking and not in a, mane- a sort of not in a malevolent sort of way, mm. but they have really done a great job in convincing us that they have our best interests at heart. And we sort of believe that. Everything that you've said has made me think, have you ever seen the TV show, The Black Mirror? Yes. Yeah, it's like some episode should be done on a supermarket, you know, the setting of <laughs> what's really going on. Are there cameras and the products and all this kind of bizarre stuff? <laughs> Char- Charlie Brooke is probably writing it up as we speak. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it sounds all a bit sort of far-fetched, doesn't it? And futuristic and a bit mm. sinister. It's not. It's business. You know, at the end of the day, they've got shareholders and stock prices to try and protect and and they want to generate as much money. Businesses are entitled to make money. That's the whole point of a business. So to to, to think that a supermarket is anything other than that is possibly a bit naive on our part. Mm. But I think going into that shop, knowing that they are trying to sell me as much as humanly possible and... They don't really have my best interests at heart. I mean, obviously, they want me to be happy and they want me to continue to come back and (laughs) they want to look after me. They want me to have a nice experience. Of course they do. But they don't really mind if I buy things that I didn't really want. And I might not even get round to eating. That's not really their problem. You know, I mean, obviously, again, there are real fine balances. There are real sort of, you know, nuanced points within that. Because if I'm continually over buying and throwing food away that reflects badly on my supermarket as well so you know they want to maximize the spend within reason i would say well yeah but what about the own brand so that's what brings me on to the next question all of this is completely fascinating by the way i don't think i've ever looked at a supermarket in so much depth before but (laughs) on the shelves often the more expensive stuff would you say that's more at direct eye level rather than the own brand stuff or rather the more expensive stuff is kind of pushed out of eye level and the own brand thing is kind of shoved in our faces if if you you know what i mean well again and i, I, I apologize <laughs> i'll start every answer with both yeah. so um yeah, yeah. so it's a, there's a really uneasy relationship we're well, not uneasy but there's a bit of a tension between the supermarkets and big brands because obviously you know the really big brands have quite a lot of power with the supermarkets you know they need you know your household names they must have them otherwise customers will be going elsewhere Mm. so they have an obligation to have these big brands but they don't make as much money from them as they do their own brands Mm. so you know they obviously when they sell their own brand stuff they get sort of two bites at a cherry you know they get the money from making it and then they get the money from selling it whereas with the branded stuff they only get the money from selling it so they do put the 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 big more expensive brands you know the, the the you know the premium supermarket brands or your expensive big brands in a much more eye-catching, um, convenient, grabbable location. Mm. And then the cheaper stuff, what you normally find, you know, you need to get down on yeah. your hands and knees to the bottom shelf to, to sort of rummage around and, and get the, the, the deals. Very interestingly, actually, well, I think it's very interesting. <laughs> no, I mean, go for you it. may disagree. I think we want to hear. But, um, you know, we've got these discounters now in the UK, haven't we, Audi mm. and Lidl? Mm. And people perceive them as, as the very best value, the cheapest in the marketplace. Um, but actually, they're not. If you go to the, the the other major supermarkets, they will have products as cheap as Audi and Lidl. But what Audi and Lidl don't have is any choice. So if you go into the supermarket and you've got 
you know, ketchup, bread, cornflakes, milk, um, whatever else on your shopping list. Um, they will only have one version of that. You mm. know, if you go if you go in there to buy cornflakes, they will only have one type of cornflakes, mm. and it's a good price. It is a good price. Yeah. But if you go to uh, one of the major sort of supermarkets, they will have 10, 15, 20 different types. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Mm. Of all varying different prices, one of which will be cheaper than Audi Lidl, but that's the very, very cheapest. And we have this sort of guilt complex about not buying the absolute cheapest, which is why the, the discounter model is genius, because you, there is no guilt. You know, you, you haven't got you know, the, the, the cheapest basic range or the own label, you know, uh, entry level own label in your trolley, mm. you've only got a trolley full of food. There is no choice. There is no hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think people there. love because so, you know, they did a, they did an example in for tuna. Yeah. How many different types of canned tuna or tinned tuna in one of the major leading supermarkets, would you say? Hmm. Definitely over maybe like four or five. 37. No. So no. different packs. Yeah, absolutely. So different pack <gasps> sizes, different brands uh, in, uh, you know, various different sort oh, of, you know, whether it's in oil goodness. or spring water. My mind is blown. All these different things. <laughs> and in the discounters, there's three. You had brine, <gasps> uh, spring water and sunflower oil. That's it. So that's, that's uh... you know, that sort of sums it up. The, 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 the choice that we have in, in our supermarkets is extraordinary, which makes your shopping it makes your shopping trip or trying to shop, you know, economically yeah, really hard because yeah. there is no, unless you are, you know, Rain Man or Stephen Hawking, there's no way you can process all the information that you're, you're being fed. No, definitely not. I mean, from, from my point of view, I'm a nutritionist, so I only ever really look at the back of a pack from the nutritionals. I hadn't even thought about the fact or computed the fact that there would be so many different types of one product there. And in one shop, of course, if there's no hierarchy, it just makes a decision tenfold easier and i guess when it comes to pairing things as well items you'd put together does that mean they would put um i don't know let's let's pick tuna because we just used tuna before tuna mayonnaise they'd have the mayonnaise really far away from the tuna so you have to go across the shop like you said at the beginning to look at everything before you get to the mayo there's an element of that sometimes they <laughs> conveniently put sort of grouping uh, grouped products together. So you might, you know, if I don't know, say you want nachos or t tacos or whatever, then suddenly, you know, you've got the jalapenos there, you've got some salsa there, you've got, you know, some various different things. So you can sort of, you know, quickly grab uh, like a, a meal solution, if you like. Mm. Um, but yeah, in many cases, you have to then go to one place and then go, you know, two, three aisles down to get the next thing and then two, three aisles down there, all and all the while, that's an opportunity for them to promote other products, try and sell you other products, you know. Yeah. But again, I'm not demonizing supermarkets. No. They do a marvelous job. Listen, I'm a greengrocer yeah. by trade. I love independent retailers, but but that doesn't but I'm 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 pro independent retailer, but but that doesn't mean I'm anti supermarket. I think they've done a fabulous job, you know, and they've and they've made, you know, food really quite affordable for many people and and you know the fact that you can go there you know 24 hours a day and buy mm. a flat screen telly or 
some saffron or <laughs> a pair of pajamas or whatever <laughs> yeah. is just bonkers, isn't it? You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're so convenient, so convenient. I mean, um, it's been a that... lifesaver in lockdown. Let's be fair. The year we're recording this podcast, I think the only place you can go that's different from your home is a garden centre or a supermarket for many people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. Who knew going to the supermarket would be a trip? People are getting dressed up now. <laughs> yeah, that's the highlight of the week. That's the only place we've got to go, Chris. I get my little boy's outfit on knowing that we're going out to the supermarket. <laughs> Done your hair all nice. Yeah, no, I can see. I can picture it. <laughs> I mean, is it in terms of emotions, if we go into the psychology of it, which I'm sure you think about a lot, if you've, you've been able to think about the other things, I'm sure this area is something that you hear or discuss a lot. What about triggering an emotional response in a consumer by, I don't know, a different colour on a packet? So let's say tea is has always been labelled with a green or red label type of thing. Is there actual research in that, that emotions are triggered by the colours and the packaging? Yeah, yeah, wow. absolutely. So there's two things there that, that are going to be triggering emotions and perceptions. Mm. Because that's what it's about, is what does that... So straight straight away, they want to say, what does this product say to you? I mean, there's lots of things written on the, on every single different product. Um, so, you know, that's an opportunity to communicate what their brand, what their product does, represents. But colour is also another really powerful tool in that. Mm. So, yeah, we've got, you know, we've got words that are going to be triggering us, you know, healthy, natural, um, goodness, all of these things. And suddenly you go, right, this is speaking to me, this product, this this product, I trust it already. And then the colour will reinforce that. So, you know, green will, would represent sort of, you know, fresh nature, healing, you know, your browns, you know, it's quite simple. It's quite basic. We, we sort of trust it. Uh, black is, is sophisticated and um, <laughs> aspirational, as is pink. Yellow is optimistic and happy and light and vibrant. You know, red is, is passion, is, is, is energy. Um, purple is, is luxurious again, you know. So, yeah, all of these, they're like, and there is, there, there are, there will be teams of people doing some yeah. serious serious <laughs> research you know up and down the country all over the world about you know what colors what emotions they evoke in us because ultimately you know food eating is an emotional thing shopping you know it's what yeah. do i fancy what do i want you know what's good what you know that, that's the sort of mindset you go into a shop with in some instances so they're just going to say right okay look this product is if you want energy, if you want to be at the top of your game, if you want to be fresh, if you want to be, you know, alert, this product's for you. If you're, you know, if if you have, you know, delusions of grandeur and you want to, you know, show off and you, uh, you know, da da da, this product's for you, whatever, you know. So it's yeah, all these things, you know, they they all do different. All all these colors do different things. These packaging, you know, what the packaging's made of, you know, it's, it's, it's an wow. enormous industry. Absolutely enormous. It's crazy. It's all subliminal as well. Cause obviously we have no idea we're going in and like, I want to go pick up a, you know, the famous chocolate bar and it's in a purple wrapper. Obviously that means it's luxurious. Like you said, the color purple. Absolutely. But yeah. CDM, they call that in the business. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's almost, um, 
it's almost goes to show that they need to have um an education system in place i reckon in schools when it comes not just to the nutrition of food but definitely how it's marketed and how it's perceived because i've got this one family member chris that i'm not going to say who because i don't want to embarrass them but they're a sucker for a buy one get one free or an offer um and they'll go into the supermarket and perhaps it's those colors that are on displays or it's the offer signs and they'll come home with so much stuff that they did not need and mm. they definitely didn't need to eat it all and they will and it's linked to this um it's linked to a psychological thing but offers aren't always the best thing in the world are they in a supermarket well i mean this sort of goes back to one of my initial points that we have to sort of go into these establishments with our eyes wide open mm. and be aware that we we are entering a business like you wouldn't we wouldn't do the same it, it, you know if you go into a garage to mm. get your car fixed you know mm. your guard is up a bit you're a bit you know you have a little you know your tires need doing but i'll i'll do you a deal on on four top well hold on do they all need doing like <laughs> how much how long have i got left like you know, i'm not changing them for no reason mm. you know and we go into different environments and we've got different mindsets yeah. but we have this implicit trust of, of a supermarket or, or or you know many of us do at least so yeah you're right we sort of see these offers and go well, well they're doing they're trying to do me a favor they're trying to save me some money they're trying to you know make my life better and easier it's like no they're not they're trying to make money and that's fine that mm. is fine that's what they're there for but we have to be aware we have to exercise that element of caution buy one get one free or buy one get one half price or you know they're mm. two pound buy two for three pounds so that's it that, that's a really good example here so this is the question now yeah. If you wanted, say, say your your purple chocolate bar, yes, that you may or may not be a fan of, you know, <laughs> it, within moderation and, and you know all of that sort of stuff. But but there's uh, it's two pound for one bar, or you can buy two for three pound. Are you saving a pound or are you spending an extra pound? So true. It's so true. It's two ways of looking at it. Yeah, you're spending more money that you wouldn't have actually needed to in the first place. Exactly. And in lots of cases, that's fine. So say it's a product like your bar of chocolate that actually next week you would have bought one anyway. Yeah. And you will, you can exercise some control and you're not going to eat double <laughs> the amount this week and you will just put it in the cupboard so you don't have to buy it next week. You have saved yourself a pound. But if you buy the two to save yourself that pound, eat them both or in some cases where it's more perishable mm. one of them goes in the bin you haven't saved yourself any money whatsoever you have just wasted money so there are lots of there are lots of ways of making these deals work for you you know utilizing your freezer batch cooking you know long life uh, long shelf life products that, that you know you will i mean like tin tomatoes if there's a deal on tin tomatoes oh, or yeah. passata yeah. <laughs> go for your life or baked beans or, or pasta or rice because yeah. Listen, that's not going to end up in the bin, hopefully, you know, right. and, and, you know, the chances of you getting round to using it before, you know, the, the, the uh, sell by date or the use by date expires, yeah. um, th then that's fine. And you have saved yourself some money and you have sort of, you've made the system work for you. But what lots of us are doing, you're going, oh, wow, that's good. Mm -hmm. Without any sort of idea as, as to whether you will get round to eating that extra or whether you need it or whether you need it this week or whether 
it is a, a good deal <laughs> yeah. for you. So I think you have to, you know, it's each case on its own merit. Sometimes they, they sometimes they are a deal. Yeah. Sometimes they are a bargain. Sometimes they're not. So it's just about, you know, each case on its own merit and, and just sort of, again, having that slight you know only slight i don't want people sort of walking around a supermarket terrified thinking <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to you know hoodwink me go, oh my god i can't i can't see the wood for the trees like you know it's still a fairly you know a sensible you know serene environment you know serene. well this is just it this is where i want to go deeper on the psychological stuff now chris because surely the state of mind that you enter the supermarket with is going to dictate what we buy and is that why they put the flower displays by the front entrance because often they're there and i see them when i walk in and i think oh how lovely lovely flowers <laughs> is that a trick <laughs> It certainly sets the tone for mm, your shop. It does. You know, the first thing you, because really they should be the last thing that you see. Exactly. You mean, really, you don't want your fruit and veg being at the bottom of your trolley. You certainly don't want any flowers being no. at the bottom of your trolley. Um, the, the flowers, they would say, look, some people just need to rush in and grab a bunch and rush out. So that would sort of be their justification for that. But, but it definitely, you know, it's low displays. So you walk in, you know, the fruit and veg displays are normally a lower um, display. So, so you're not walking in straight away. Your eyesight, your eye line isn't broken. Mm. So, you, you know, you walk in, it's a bit more spacious, a bit more open, it's a bit more light. Then you've got all the beautiful colours and, and the fresh <laughs> produce and the flowers. And then suddenly it is, that, that is, that's an uplifting thing. You know, if you walk straight into the freezer section, maybe your 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 mood may be slightly different and your shopping experience may be slightly shorter yeah a hundred percent i mean you said you don't want the fresh flowers at the bottom of the supermarket but that also applies i guess for the shelf life of products in the sense that you don't want to buy something that you have to consume very very quickly so let's talk about those dates on packets and how long things last for because Okay, so we've, we've covered mental state of things, colours on foods, perceptions, all that sort of thing, what the supermarket are trying to sell versus what you need. What about the time frames? Like, do we actually need these best before dates or use use before? So, yes and no. Again, yeah, again, yes and no. I love this. This is great. This we is what we love. <laughs> just give me a straw. I'm like a politics. I've just become, I've, I should get into politics. <laughs> well, it isn't, it isn't, you know. Um, so... They serve a purpose, of course they do. Um, so, th and they're in some instances they're being phased out actually. And what you what you will see in uh, fruits and veg or fresh produce now is you don't have a use by, you mm. have a best before. Mm. So, if I just quickly go, I don't know if it's if it would be beneficial to to your listeners to just quickly run through the different yeah, dates that you is, may see. Honestly, so, it's so helpful. you have so you have display until or sell by. Mm -hmm. OK, that's none of our business. That's none of our concern. That is a retailer's way of managing and monitoring their stock to make sure that there is enough shelf life in the product to sit on the shelf for a mm -hmm. bit longer and to give us, the consumer, enough time to consume it at home. Yeah. So that's that's an internal date. I mean, it, will, it can give you an indication. You know, if that's today or whatever, then then the shelf life will be shorter. But But use sort of display, sorry, display until or sell by is an internal date. Right. Then best before. So best before isn't a food safety issue. Mm -hmm. Best before is uh, the food manufacturer or producer will categorically uh, commit to the, to the product tasting as good as it should 
up until that date. Mm -hmm. Like these, this box of cornflakes until the 2nd of December will taste exactly as you would expect them to exactly as we expect them to exactly as they should. Perfect. This is perfect up until that date. Beyond that, we don't know. Mm. They, they will be fine still. You won't be able to tell the difference, I'm sure, as long as you've, you know, you've stored them correctly, stored them in an airtight container or whatever, you know. Um, but it's not a food safety issue. Yeah. So if it's best before, you can go beyond that date, safe in the knowledge that it's okay, you may it may lose some of its texture it may lose some of its flavor it may lose some of its freshness maybe 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 but that's very subjective mm. and and quite minor to be honest but it's safe then the use by date now this is a safety issue okay yeah. and in some instances on some products i think it should definitely be adhered to mm. meat fish dairy yeah. you know some 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 higher higher risk foods, um, the use by date is a, is a safety issue. You know, there was a time before use by dates and I think people managed perfectly well. <laughs> uh, I, I think they'll sort of, you know, get it out, give it a sniff <laughs> or yeah, cook it yeah. and try it. Yeah. Um, but I certainly couldn't advocate that on, on your podcast. So <laughs> we will exercise caution and say beyond the use by date, um, that is a safety issue and you should, you should sort of take heed of that yeah that's so, so that's the only one you need to really worry yourself with the yeah. use by date and and if you freeze something before it's used by date it's perfectly safe still. yeah yeah okay um now something like fresh produce i mean i've seen butternut squash this is so we're phasing out um use by dates on mm. them because it's very subjective it's a very low risk food category mm. um so we're saying best before yeah. So we're phasing used by dates out on fresh produce. Yeah. And actually it's pretty much gone now. So we use best before mm -hmm. because it's a low risk food category. Um, we can say that, you know, this apple up until this date is going to be crisp. It's going to be zingy. It's going to be tangy. It's going to be, you know, exactly as you want. Beyond that, we don't know. It will lose some of its freshness, some of its crispness, some of its texture, some of its flavour, yeah. some of its nutrients, um, you know, to, to, to nod to your world. <laughs> um, but it's perfectly safe and absolutely fine. Uh, and then I think we need to be exercising more judgment. So I've seen butternut squash or sweet potatoes with, in the olden days, a, a used by date of like two or three days, knowing full well that that butternut squash would be perfectly fine six months later. <laughs> but some people are looking at that and go, oh no, that says, that says that that's no good today. Mm. I'm going to put it in the bin. Yeah. And that's where you see all the waste. It's because people confuse the best before date with, with the actual safety element, don't they? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think some people, some people in particular are very nervous about it yes. you know i've worked with some families that that are really you know even approaching that date it's going in the bin yeah um so again so now there's two issues here so one is i would say exercise a degree of caution and common sense my motto is do what your grandparents would have done mm -hmm. you know um and if they wouldn't have thrown it away you, you don't need to and you know in some certain certain things you know potatoes if there's like a you know a sprout or it's gone a bit you know green or or you know there's a bruise on something whatever 
or your carrot's gone a bit bendy, it's still perfectly fine yeah. to eat. It's perfectly yeah. safe. You know, it will cook really well. I mean, the thing is, the amount of carrots that get thrown away for going soft, when the majority of what they're being used for is being sort of chopped up I in know. a sofrito yeah. or a mirepoix, and then soften down. The first Shocking. thing you do with a carrot and celery is soften it down. But yet, if we got some out of the fridge, we'd be like, oh, that's soft and bendy. That's no good to me. Um. Actually, he's done some of your work for you. Take less <laughs> cooking. But, um, but yeah, so the, the other issue with that is how to avoid that. So realistically, you should be going to the shop with... first. Actually, let me take one step back. Before you even go to the shop, before you even put your shoes on, before you do your hair and your makeup and get your ball gown out to go to the local supermarket. Don't forget the heels. <laughs> don't forget, of course, of course. Um, you should be writing a meal plan yeah. with everybody in your family. Every mm -hmm. single person that's going to be eating these dinners, whether they're you know children or whatever, you say, right, what, what do we fancy this week? Maybe get some cookbooks out, make it fun. Right, everybody pick a meal or whatever. Da, da, da. And then you compile a list of, of the meals that you want to be making that week. Everybody's involved, everybody agrees. So therefore, no one can sit down on Wednesday and go, oh, spaghetti bolognese, oh, I don't, well, I don't want this. It's like, well, you were there, so you had your chance. So true, so true. Um, so then you write your list of, of meals, and then from that, you take a, a, a list of um, ingredients that you need to make those meals. Then you take that list of ingredients quickly whiz around your kitchen your fridge your freezer your cupboards your pantry if you're posh which i think you are do you have a pantry <laughs> surprisingly i don't i have no. um no i don't have a pantry but i do have larder. i have, have a, a lard larder. i have a larder yes there you go there you go <laughs> i'm halfway fine. there good. <laughs> <laughs> um so then you take it you know into your larder and then uh, you cross off everything you need. So, right, I've got uh, tomato puree. I've got tin tomatoes. Uh, uh, yes, I've got onions. That's fine. I don't need those. Uh, da, 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 da. And then what's not crossed off is your list, is your shopping list. That's what you need to go and buy. And then if you go and buy those things, knowing when you're going to cook it, there is no real need for the dates. Yeah. You know, as long as, you know, you're, you're buying what you need to make the meals for that week, the, 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 you know, the dates become irrelevant what we see in eat well for less many 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 times is people try and get buy something with as long a shelf life as possible to try and increase the likelihood of them getting around to eating it, <laughs> which is bonkers like when are you going to eat that hummus well i don't know well don't buy it then <laughs> you should have life lessons with chris not just on eat well for less just, life yeah, lessons imagine that i do i don't think i'd get many repeat clients to be honest with that. <laughs> No, but it's so invaluable. Everything that you've said is going to help our listeners no end. And because I've got loads of questions from them for you, I want to just ask you one more, Chris. And that is the fact that this false advertising, I mean, for me, it's when a product, let's say, it's a granola. Let's take granola as an example. It's, Good example, I think. Yeah, I think it's appropriate for this one. It's full of sugar. However, it's got a lovely field on the front cover and it says natural or in nature. Mm. There might be some squirrels on the front of the pack, you know, the sort of thing. And that can really, really appeal to people. And in disguise, it's like this dessert in disguise as a breakfast item. What about this marketing? I mean, do you see this as false advertising or do you just think it's just a clever way of just, you know, making more money, I guess? 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I think it, it can in some. I mean, there are lots of different products and, and lots of different degrees to which they do this, but. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying for a long time, actually, I'm more at peace with a Krispy Kreme donut or a, a, a Red Coke or even a McDonald's because, mm. you know, like there is no surprise. If you've just eaten a Krispy Kreme donut, you know you've consumed <laughs> exactly. a lot of sugar and a lot of calories. Yeah. No one, no, no one's hoodwinked there, are they? They are, True. they are, you know, up front and center. This is my donut. This is what we are. Gonna eat it exactly. This is it. Like, <laughs> don't eat too many, but this is. We're delicious, but we are packed full of sugar <laughs> and calories. But it's up to you. Yeah. Whereas some of these other products are outrageous. Deceptive. You know, like you say, they've got the image of. Of, of health and nutrition mm. and outdoors and exercise and you know all of these things and then they reinforce that with words and and you know you're right so say granola mm. packed with fiber mm. that could be you know or or even protein added protein yeah. or or you know b vitamins <laughs> or whatever they'll tell you what they, they you know they talk about the positives don't they they'll yeah. go this is great for you know healthy bones or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, completely omitting the fact that it's got, you know, 16 grams of saturated fat, you know, 15 grams of sugar per mouthful and, and all of these things, you know. Yeah. Um, so again, we have to be a bit more savvy and, and not just believe, you know, that what the marketeers and the branding companies or the products themselves want us to, to believe you know and, and the, the easiest way to look turn turn the packet over exactly. you know as you do I mean not yeah. everything has the traffic light system but hopefully you know as we go forward mo you know it will become mm. more uniformed it will come you know become the standard hopefully mm. um so that's that quick you know just glance you know is it red you know is it, is it sort of green amber or red that gives me a clear indication as to where it is ballpark figures also the ingredients you know when you look at something yes um you know the first you know the the ingredients are in order of volume yeah exactly it, yeah. if that makes sense so the 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 the, the, the first ingredients will be the, the most prevalent so if you look if you're turning something over and sugar or one of those one of the things that we can be a bit wary of within reason is is very near that the you know the top or the front exercise some caution there mm. 
and, and just yeah don't get sort of sucked into it really but yeah i mean I, i'm under no illusions that we're all busy we don't have a great deal of time mm. we don't really we're probably and we're probably looking at products less right now you know we pro- and i know you're getting dressed up and, and having a nice evening <laughs> out in the supermarket um but actually most of us are probably a little bit on edge now you know yeah. we don't want to be in there for too long no, we're in our tracksuits, so, most of us. Not not like me and my, you know, dressed to not, the nines. No, not, I mean, it's an event for you, I understand. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you've got the paparazzi there. It's a thing. It's a, a whole, you know. But, uh, but yeah, actually, I think we're probably less inclined to, to, to maybe spend some time turning the, the, you know, the packet round and upside down. And, exactly. and you know, yeah. surveying the millions of different messages and all the nutritional information on there. Can I just, another quick thing, actually, mm-hmm. uh, when, when looking at prices. So we say, read the packet, read the packet, read the packet. You know, check the nutritional information. That's quite important. But I understand it's not applicable. You can't do it for everything. That would be, it'd be like reading an essay oh, every yeah. time we went to the Take supermarket. Forever. So, yeah. So just try, you know, certainly if something looks too good to be true, it may well be. And maybe just sort of sanity check that by having a quick, you know, look at the traffic light system or the ingredients. Especially for children. I think you're buying for children, Chris. I mean, that's what's really deceiving. I've only noticed it because I'm working with um, a company called Little Freddy's who do children's um, pouches. And it's scary, the amount of stuff, like the quality of ingredients and, you know, what has a better quality source of protein near the top versus near the bottom and they're making a claim for protein on the front it's really worrying actually there's a lot of ins and outs aren't there going on well i'll tell you something that needs to be stopped right now as well and i think it's disgusting that it's even allowed so the, do you know so the nutritional information on a, on a um on a packet am i right in saying that's for a woman is that correct so they use the average adult so most of the time it, it's a male how Fine. wrong is right. that? So that's wrong, isn't it? That, <laughs> yeah. that shouldn't be. So we need to be, be careful. And with children, so I've seen products that are marketed. They don't say children on it. They don't say children, no. but it's got a, you know, it's got a childlike cartoony character on it. You know, the coloring, the product, the what, you know, it's like a yeah. snacky thing, whatever. You know, it's, it's definitely, if it, it doesn't overtly say children's snack, but it is definitely aimed at children. But all the nutritional information on that packet is for an adult. Mm. Mm. which is outrageous i know i know there's a lot that has to happen i think there's a lot that public health england have to do alongside working with the manufacturers working with product development basically i wish there was more being done on this chris i spend my life kind of fighting all this type of stuff and it's it's a minefield and again it all comes down to cost as well doesn't it which is why i mean if you just to quickly move on to some of the questions from our listeners so I can fit them in because Grace has asked how can I keep the cost down is it better that I shop little and often but perhaps Grace is also seeing these products marketed you know in that way and she's going for those as well not knowing that they're full of sugar and recommended for adults but it's just oh it's just a mess it is a mess it is a mess so so what's that what's that lady's name Grace Grace so um let it depends so it depends where you're shopping. So, mm. you know, little we've 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 there's been a trend. We've moved away from that one big weekly shop, or we certainly had. Yeah. You know, the COVID has, has changed things for us. Um, but but we were doing that. The you know that big big shop less and less, and actually we were doing more small, more frequent shops, mm. which is fine. Which is okay. It, both of those systems can work when done well, yeah. and both of those systems can work against you if done badly mm. so if you are going to your um small supermarket to do these quick 
frequent shops, the likelihood is you're going to be spending more money. Some of those smaller shops, because they've got different cost structures, um, they have a, a much, much reduced range. Um, mm. Actually, sometimes they can be up to 30% dearer on yeah. some things. So yeah, actually, in principle, buying, buying less more often, in principle, should mean you're throwing less away. But it also could mean you're spending slightly more money in the beginning. So yeah. you have to be careful. But 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 if you want to save money, I promise you, this is this is it. And I have spent you know more time watching people shop than I think probably <laughs> anywhere else in the country, to yeah. be honest, uh, after yeah. eight years of Eat Well for Less. I mean it's a niche hobby. Yeah. <laughs> but um perfect guest for this episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd have been disappointed if it wasn't me. Yeah. If I'd have, if I'd have tuned into this and there'd have been someone else, I'd be livid. Um so uh but yeah, the, 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 the advice is quite simple. Mm. Meal plan, write a list, you know, only stick to that list as much as you can, you know, try not to deviate from it too much. And then you shouldn't go too far wrong. That's the way to, to bring the, the cost of your shop down, utilize your leftovers, you know, batch cook, you know, fall in love. Your freezer is your best friend in reducing your shopping bill and reducing your food waste as far as I'm 100%. concerned. You know, we need to utilize our freezer as much as humanly possible. Um, and and yeah, that's the way to sort of bring your, your food shop down and, and analyze it as well. Go through it, go through it and look and, and try some cheaper alternatives. You know, you know, these big brands are much more expensive and in most cases, you can't tell the difference. So, you know, try a different brand, try a supermarket own brand, you know, maybe even try changing your shop where you where you actually shop, you know, um, but definitely meal plan and write a list. Yeah. Which is good advice. And actually, Bianca has asked you, Chris, she said with COVID, and this is obviously a spanner thrown in the works completely. She said items aren't always available, often leaving only the most expensive. Do you think prices yes. will come down? Like, How have you navigated or seen the navigation of this year when it comes to that type of thing? So that's really, uh, yeah. so I think certainly in the beginning, in the, in the, in the initial oh, lockdown, that definitely, that happened, that yeah. 100% happened. They, but, but so uh, the, there's two things here. So they had to reduce, they called them SKUs, product lines. Yeah, they had to reduce them. They mm. had to, because they couldn't cope. So the, so one way to become more efficient and to make sure that, the system is is running at its optimum is by instead of having ten thousand product lines or or a hundred thousand product lines as it probably is, is is narrow that right down, which mm -hmm. means you can buy you know you have more space to fill it with fewer products. Does that make sense? Yes. You can buy more of of less different items. Does that make sense? Have I articulated that? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you eat well for less, you buy more for less. It kind of makes sense in a way if you buy the right. But things. if you so instead of having ten thousand different products that you've got yeah. to stock, yeah. if you reduce that down to say five thousand, you can have twice the amount of each of those items. So the the likelihood of you running out is lower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's more efficient. Um, so they had to do that, but yeah, they took out all the cheaper products, didn't they? Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, and we were left with with very expensive, in most cases, multi buys, um, which was really hard. You know, um, I think things are, are sort of as close to normal as as they can be. But again, I think 
it, it depends on whether you're doing your your shop online or whether you're going in shopping online i think can be a great tool because actually you can you can spend a bit more time doing it mm. you can price check a bit more you could maybe and then i suppose it comes down to if there's only a very expensive version of something maybe yes. Do you really need it this week? Can you do without it? Can you wait to see mm. whether the next one comes in? Um, but yeah, no, I know there are some challenges and some of them don't have a, a, a solution as such, really, yeah. uh, other than sort of shop around, maybe try and find a, an alternative supermarket or an alternative product, or maybe if you can live without it, I, I don't know. I mean, in the case of nappies, that might be quite hard, but if it's uh, like a luxury item, you know, yeah. just your favourite crisps or something, maybe you could just, you know, skip it for a week until hopefully they they come back in line in price. Yeah, and there's been a resurgence of cooking this year, which is one of the few positives, obviously, that have come out um, of the crazy kind of pandemic year that we've had. Um, right, Chris, fact or fiction round, I'm going to move on to that. Are you prepared? Are you ready? I think I am, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you have to answer fact or fiction to the following questions. Right. Shopping online is cheaper. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> fiction, because it should be the same price. Okay. Free range and organic are the same. Uh, fiction. You'll get less sidetracked if you have a list. Fact, 100% <laughs> fact spoken about that a lot today we're more thoughtful about food than previous generations oh crikey uh yes and no fact and fiction what's amalgamation of fact and fiction Faction. Faction. <laughs> love that um, since covid we're spending more on each shop uh fact samples in store don't change buying behavior fiction brexit will see food prices increase Fact. <laughs> Major fact. Cake is an essential food item, so has no VAT. <laughs> fact. For popular food items, there is at least five brands available. Fact. How you shop is influenced by the store's entrance. Fact. Well done, Chris. On it. That was great. <laughs> but do you tell me if I'm right? How many did I get? I think I got them all right. I don't have the answers Wait. if they're right or wrong. I can't remember when I wrote them down. <laughs> Are they also they're subjective anyway, aren't they? But I think I did okay. I'm pleased. See, the thing is, say it with conviction. Doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. It's so true. It's so true. Or say a faction, and it always works. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> that does nearly wrap up the episode. I'm really gutted because this has been such a great chat. But we always finish Chris with a food for thought and. I'll kickstart today by saying that I think one of the most valuable take-homes from today is obviously that the supermarket is this undercover black mirror type experiment going on, but no. Um, what I think really, <laughs> what we do need to really focus on is shopping for things that we need rather than what we don't need. And that is actually an art. It's almost a learned behavior, I think. Um, in Western society, when we're very fortunate, we have access to plenty, you know, obviously, mm. there's still a big discrepancy, even in the UK for people's budgets and their income, but we do have access to more food than lots of countries around the world on our shop shelves, we're incredibly lucky. But we need to start looking at how we can do this ethically, I think. And instead of zigzagging all over the supermarket, like I do in my heels every morning, perhaps, <laughs> I did, by the way, just to everyone listening, I hope you know that Chris and I are joking. Like, I hope you don't go away from this episode thinking that I literally dole it's myself up. It's a fact. We're still playing fact or fiction. It's a fact. You're not allowed to cheating it. now. I've seen <laughs> 
um my tip i think would be just have a snack before you go out because i do know for a fact that if you're hungry <laughs> it's too much if you're hungry when you go to the supermarket you're more likely to buy things you don't need chris if you want to give our listeners a take-home message today what would that be yeah so i just to reiterate what i've what i've said before really it's i think we need to make a budget I think we should all benefit from a budget that you wouldn't do anything else without a budget. I think if you've got your food bill annually, you would do everything within your power to reduce it. But because it's in dribs and drabs and lots of small amounts uh, spread out over you know a long period of time, we don't feel it as much. But it's an extraordinary amount of money uh, and it's probably either higher as high or just below your rent or mortgage is you know your annual food bill so i think anything you can do to reduce that would be incredible i think we have to look at the environmental impact of our food i think we need to try and make mm-hmm. sure that we're reducing the amount of single-use plastic we have with our food um where you can afford to and not everybody has the luxury you know make sure that the highest sort of welfare standards are being um adopted and on a completely separate note away from food i find today quite concerning in the sense that we've become very divisive and i think irrelevant of what's happening in whitehall or parliament or wherever i think as long as we're all nice and kind and happy and considerate to everybody else none of that matters you know brexit doesn't matter you know all this sort of stuff you know everything will be okay Mm -hmm. if we all stick together and we're all kind and we all support each other so i think that's the most important thing which i know isn't a food related thing but i i sort of end every talk saying that now because i think it's important for people to hear that we just we're we're all the same I couldn't agree more. I think we've become so isolated sometimes that we forget about other people and we need to act as a community more. And I do feel that we have lost that type of um, outlook on life. And we didn't even touch on the plastic thing enough in this episode, but it's so important if you can to buy buy loose products. You know, there's no harm in buying a carrot outside of a plastic wrapper. Um, it's totally safe to eat. There's There's lots of different elements there, but ultimately, like Chris said, kindness is the way forward. Be kind. Um, Chris, that was an absolute pleasure. And like you said, the number one guy to go to to learn all things supermarket. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on Food for Thought. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll absolutely love what's coming next week. So make sure that you click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And if you have the time too, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review so that we can reach higher highs in the charts and hopefully that will help us reach more and more people. For more information about my nutrition clinic, the books, healthy recipes, and so much more, please do visit retrition.com. And you can follow me on social media at retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>